0: I speak to you today in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to start today by reading again a couple of the things that we heard already this morning, just to refresh our memories. The wolf shall live with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with an unquenchable fire. We have just finished, my friends, the first week of Advent, the week of hope, and now we come to this week where we remember and hope for peace. Our readings today guide us toward the ways of peace in showing us what perfect peace looks like. The prophet Isaiah lyrically tells us of all those seeming foes who, in the presence of the divine, are able to live in peace. This poetic style that the prophet uses urges us to go deeper and see beyond the words into the heart of what peace can look like. Pure peace is a place where need is unknown. All are filled and no one has need to feed upon another. For me, I see this in the people of this parish. Just for instance... Just for instance, we have, neither of whom are here today, we have two former provincial cabinet members within our community. They come from opposite sides of the aisle. Politically, they're very different people. And I'm sure they disagree on a great many things. And they are able to put those differences aside so that they can work together, so that they can build a church, so that they can be in community, the work that they do for us primarily, and they do it together, is to do our annual financial review As they were both ministers of finance from opposite sides of the house. This is what peace looks like, my friends. We're allowed to disagree as long as that disagreement is done with respect and love. In our hearts. We're allowed to be passionate about our opinions as long as those opinions are expressed honorably and with an open mind to what the other may say or think. This is what St. Paul is getting at when he is instructing this young church in Rome to live in harmony, a harmony that glorifies God. Peace my friends, is not the absence of conflict. Wherever there are human beings, there's going to be conflict because we're not always going to agree. But peace is the absence of violence in the face of conflict. All we see on our screens these days is conflict expressed through the lens of violence. There is no respect in public discourse. I mean, I don't think there's even public discourse for that matter anymore. We're learning from many sources that when we disagree, we must destroy our opponent. Debate has disappeared, and in its place has come attack and dirt-digging. And the church is not immune to this. All too often I have seen churches tear themselves apart because of conflict and disagreement. These things need not do this if we follow the light of Christ, the light of the gospel, and let that light shine from us in all that we do, with all that we have, all of the time. Matthew's gospel points us in a direction of how to do this. John the Baptist says to us, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and he will gather his wheat into the granary but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now so many times this passage has been used to absolve ourselves from the judgments that we cast upon others. But, and you may not be surprised by this, I see this a little differently. I see this passage is one that each of us can take into ourselves by letting Jesus come into our lives, come into our very selves with his winnowing fork and go to work on the chaff that is in ourselves. I don't know if any of you have ever actually seen someone winnow grain. Anybody ever done that or seen that? Probably not. Because it's all done with huge machines nowadays. But in the first century, the farmer went out with his two-pronged fork and started casting the crop into the air. The wind carried away all the things that were not useful, carried away all the things that were not edible, carried away all the things that were not healthy, and the wheat fell down because it was denser and it wasn't carried as far away. This is what John the Baptist is urging us all to do as we prepare ourselves for the coming of the Christ, as we prepare to bring Christ with us. Cast up unto God all that we are and let God's breath blow away all those things that are harmful and unhealthy and get in the way of living a life of peace and then seeing what is left behind as beautiful. The chaff that is burned is not other people who don't agree with us, or think like us, or believe like us. No, my friends, the chaff is all that holds each of us back from living lives of peace, harmony, and love. So as we prepare to come close to the mystery of Christmas... May we do so with peace in our hearts, casting away judgment, bigotry, hate, the need to be right, and all that separates us from each other. Instead, let us burn those things away with the unquenchable fire of the Holy Spirit so that what is left behind is filled with beauty and health and love. I see these things so apparent in our parish on a regular basis in all that we do. Especially in the outreach that we are able to do and in the hard work we do for the love of this parish. And I saw it yesterday. I saw it yesterday in the kitchen and in the hall and in all the people that we fed. And what we fed them was not just pancakes and sausage, though those were really good. <laughs> no. We fed them something far, far better. We fed them joy. Those of you who were there, I hope, I hope you looked, I hope you saw the smiles, the laughter, the warmth, the community. We, did that. That is peace. That is what we are called to be and to do. So may this week, we set aside to celebrate peace. Help us see beyond. Help us see beyond the corporate greed and into the deeper meaning of Christmas. The meaning that shows the way toward peace. A peace that sheds all that holds us back from being the people God would have us be. Amen. Amen.